You've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast for 300 episodes. And tonight, we're going to give you more. We're going to talk about Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Podcast. We're your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? I am swell, sir. You want to see my doctor badge? Boom! There it is. Oh man, you're a superhero. He <laughs> <You> damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> we also have with us director of photography Mike Griggs. See, so you you took my. I, I was going to take that as the intro. Like here, I pr- I can prove that I am Doctor Mike Griggs, except I'm not a doctor. Doctor. <laughs> Doctor, you gotta take that- the mask off first, though. <laughs> I mean, the whole fucking time you're just gonna wear this mask. Well, if you're gonna do an overdub with the mask, you you might as well sound like you're an overdub with the mask. I mean, yeah, so I think the whole night I'm just gonna do this to, and really piss off Brian. Hmm. It's working. It's working. <laughs> Fidelio. Oh no! <laughs> what did you call me? What was that password, sir? Fidelity. Fidelity. <laughs> Oh shit, what was it? I knew it started with an F. Uh, just hold on a minute, guys. I'm sorry. I'm really nervous with all of you looking at me like this. <laughs> Take off your clothes now. <laughs> Great. Yeah, we, uh, speaking of clothes, we have costume designer <laughs> Kristen Jones. That was a great segue. Hello. Uh, <laughs> most epic of transitional oh, segue man. introductions. Yeah. Professional. 300 well episode professional done. segue. Thank you. Yes, episode 300. Here we are. 1999's the last Stanley Kubrick film ever made, Eyes Wide Shut. You guys seen this before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I just just watched it for the first time last week. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah I was a big surprise, right? Like, this was like quintessential teenage viewing. Yeah, I definitely saw this as a teenager. Yeah. I got to see this in theaters. Brian, of course you did. Your parents were too fucking cool. Of course cool. you did. Of course. How old, you did. how old were you in 1999? I was exactly 17 years old. <laughs> I just got in, and they were carding people uh, on the way to the theater in North of Carolina they were. and Virginia. Bro, I was 17 years old, and I got turned away at Queen of the Damned. 
because <laughs> for what? some reason. I know. It, it was the, something to do with the Peabody Place thing. You know, you still, even though it's rated R, they got to be 18 there. Oh. You have to be 18 in Tennessee. Or oh, is it the Tennessee uh, thing? Yeah. Or at least it yeah. was when we were growing up. Yes. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. You were like 10 miles away from being able to get into that shit. Yeah, it was, trust me, they, they, they were doing me a favor. <laughs> Look, we can't That's have fair. kids watching this movie and then going home and having orgies all over the house. <laughs> this movie was, uh, it, it was kind of crazy because when it was getting ready to come out, all these rumors surrounding the film, you know, like, oh, the, maybe there's real sex in this movie. Uh, is this going to be oh NC-17? God. Oh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman have to see a sex therapist because they can't generate the chemistry on the screen all these all this crazy shit is that true uh i don't know i don't think so i did see an article that credited this movie for like the downfall of their marriage (laughs) that's surprising (laughs) i thought that was scientology well (laughs) scientology and eyes wide shut Oh, okay. Apparently, apparently, in this movie, Kubrick uh, wouldn't let them talk to each other and wanted to foster uh, distrust between them so that they could play their characters more accurately. And because um, they were filming for how many, like over a year, right? Wasn't it like a ridiculous amount of months? It was like 16, 18 months, something like that. Four, yeah, and so. 400 days. What I was fucking days. Kubrick would like like all of her sex scenes with the, uh, the, the naval captain, whatever the fuck. Um, he like he was like you can't tell Tom Cruise about this. He's not allowed on set. You like don't, don't mention any of this to him. Yeah, I I heard a lot of rumors about this when it came out, and I was going into it expecting, trying to think back to all the rumors that I heard about like oh they were having actual sex on screen. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman were like they couldn't they didn't know how to have real sex in front of the camera in a way that actually looked good in front of the camera. And so I came into this expecting like, oh, all right, they're going to get it on. They did not have sex on screen. No, I didn't hear any of those rumors. I only uh, remember the rumors. No. Well, okay. First of all, didn't they have sex in that other movie? Like with Chloe Sevigny in the nineties? Like, I feel like that's been done. It's not like this is the first movie. Um, and also I don't, I can't remember if they had sex in any of the other films. Uh, I thought Chloe Sevigny. Okay. Well, I don't know if this is true. Actually, maybe this is just a rumor, but Chloe Sevigny allegedly, uh, there's a movie where she like, I don't know how to give head to somebody and was like, I'd rather just do it than simulate it. And everyone was like, okay, I don't know if that's true or not actually, but that, that was in the nineties. And so I did not hear that about this movie. Um, kids? Yeah. Maybe it was kids. Yeah. Yeah. But what was the other one? Oh, all the sex scenes, like they kept showing so much of it. And Kubrick, this is like he's not afraid of having an X rating. Like the fact that they had to cut so much stuff to get an R rating. That was the most surprising thing to me. I do remember like paying attention to everything when it would come out. But like all the the news stories, I was like very into this movie, mostly because of the costumes and everything. But um, yeah, I didn't hear any of those rumors at all, actually. And then when I watched it, it was almost exactly like what I wanted. It was like. And, and now, like, it's not compared to what we've been watching. It's not like a sexy movie. And to back me up on this, Kubrick not did not sexy. like Kubrick did not like this being called an erotic thriller. He thought it was a drama. <laughs> and I have to agree with him. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that as well. It, erotic thriller felt like a strong term for this. I don't know. It's kind of a half. Uh, it's kind of a thriller, <laughs> but it's it's it's, it's, it's a half. kind of a thriller. Yeah. Kind yeah. of a thriller. It's a dramatic thriller. 
I don't it's think it's erotic at all. There are naked I mean, people having sex, but that doesn't mean it's erotic. Those are yeah. two well, different things. Yeah. That's the a good way the to only, put it. Yeah. The only scenes that are really like sexually like explicit, possibly because people are enjoying it, <laughs> are in Tom Cruise's uh, his his like imagination in, in the weird like. Oh yeah. Th- those are steamy, but everything else is like just pumping. Yeah, I feel like the flirtatious <laughs> scenes are way sexier than anything else in this movie. I mean, even when Nicole Kidman is just like flirting with that guy at the party in the beginning, like oh, that's yeah. more interesting and sexy. Than anything yep, else yep, I would agree with that. <laughs> She's acting her ass off in that too because she feels very drunk, but also so very flirty and. I, no I think that was struck. one of the sexier. Mo- oh, no, obviously, obviously she's yeah. not. But I'm saying, like the way that she's like elongating her words and somewhat sort of like slurring her speech and kind of throwing her head around. Like she just she she gives all the indicators that you're like, oh, this chick is she's a little bit gone. But there's there's such long takes. Like I fucking love that whole that whole scene between the two of them. Yeah, I don't know how Tom Cruise like just watching this movie. Like how how's fuck how's Tom Cruise the movie star? And Nicole Kidman wasn't. Like, you just watch this movie. Like, the minute Nicole Kidman is no longer on screen, this movie fucking blows. Mm, mm. <laughs> I think that's a little harsh. But, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, you're not wrong. But it is a little harsh. He's not that bad. He's it's just, like, bad. boring. Oh, but actually, wait, no, because I also... It is boring. Yeah, wait, that's why it's he's bad. Supposed it's boring. To be, but he's... Okay, but that's his character. He's supposed to be this, like, boring guy. And that's when he's like, oh, wait, my wife has sexual fantasies about people? Like, it blows his mind. <laughs> he, like, can't even comprehend that she's like a person and because he's just like this like generic yeah. white boy dude like football player kind of thing you know i, don't know. I just get so Except tired he's a doctor. of him like staring at the he- fucking floor with that same fucking face at the whole yeah. fucking movie he's- i'm just like ah. even those moments where his mind is being blown that his wife has sexual fantasies even those moments his face is still very blank yeah, I think that's on purpose. I don't think he that's has him trying to it's... contemplate it. Like it's him. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's him. It's him working through it. Yeah, that's exactly how he's working through it. Just like blow, blink, look on his face, deer call, <laughs> fucking headlights. No, man, I don't know. I I think him reacting to the scenes with Nicole Kidman, like that bedroom scene. I think it's the best scene in this entire film. I think it's it's a masterpiece of like. Just, just blocking, like, and like when they share a frame together versus when they're not sharing a frame together, and just like all the which bedroom lines. scene, uh, the first one where they're high, yeah, or when, when he comes high. home. That's a that's a fucking great scene. Yeah, I mean, this movie just like slowly, like all the steam and air just suck out of of the film after that scene for me. But that's the scene. That's the whole catalyst. That's what sets off the whole movie. Is that scene? I know. It's just I. Maybe you guys can help help me with this, but I've I've always had a problem with this film, like the first half, like with Nicole Kidman and, and the relationship building. I get it, and then when Tom Cruise is going out on his like after hours like sex quest to try to get some ass to get like a revenge fuck or something. I, I, yeah, he's doing everything he can. I don't understand. Like, never works. Why Why are we yeah, going into this dream yeah, Alice in Wonderland fairy tale with like a, a made up uh, Illuminati secret society crap? Like, what What is this? Why is this in the movie? Why the hell is this prostitute? Why is she in the fucking movie? Why do we find out she has HIVs? What What the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> it's all so vignette and and you said it as a time frame but it also feels very much like after hours from um scorsese's movie 
at, like, there's just all this weird shit that's happening, and you're kind of like, you spend the entire movie being like, wait, why is this happening? Where are we going now? What's, he's just getting blown from one thing to another, yeah, hoping that, to be blown. Yeah, but not the really, whole yeah. The point of the movie, though, is he falls through the, it's, she, her name is Alice, and he falls through the looking glass because of her. And so Shut it's Shut the him. fuck up. How did I just now realize that? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense. Why is it a He dream? falls into a wonderland, and he's going and meeting all these weird characters and yes wait, he's wait, bouncing wait. and he's going on a his dream? little quest um well, i think it could state. be interpreted as yeah. a dream yes or it could be interpreted as a dream state whichever you prefer i don't and yeah. uh, that's up to i think each individual viewer but yes it's like an alice in wonderland movie and yes it doesn't make sense and yes he's all these weird characters but that's what it is that's the he because of her alice um, yes, he falls to the looking glass and goes on an adventure. Right, uh, okay, so the thing is, though, in Alice in Wonderland, like, that's symbolism, right? Uh, we're, we're, we're writing a satire about a government that we can't write, a, that we, we can't criticize openly. So we're writing a, a fictitious story to criticize that government. What the fuck mm. is this doing? Why is this Alice in Wonderland, like, through the looking glass? Why is that in here? What the fuck does that have to do with the first half of the movie? Well, That's okay, what I'm so what it has to do with the first half of the movie is um, it's sort of an actually, all right, there's two things here. So first of all, the whole rest of the movie is kind of an inverted uh, from the first half of the movie. There's uh, so many parallels and basically it's the exact first part of the movie until she tells the story about her sexual fantasies. Um, like, like, the, the parallels between the Christmas scene and the, the the rest of the movie are all there, which is why a lot of people do think it is a dream and that none of it's real. Um, the other thing is that Kubrick is really looking at sort of marriage and how we're individuals, but we think we know each other, but we're also alone and also like the whole state of deception. And so the whole movie is is spent with these people trying, it's, it's I guess Tom Cruise specifically, like who am I and who is she? And we've been married for how many years, but what is happening? And, and he can't figure anything out. And it's kind of interesting. I, I actually really like the end of this movie when Nicole Kidman's like, when they come back together and Nicole Kidman's like, well, we need to fuck. We need to get back in touch with each other we need to connect with each other uh it's kind of an interesting i mean you can say it doesn't work that's totally fine but it's sort of a look at marriage and relationships and connection and isolation and deception and all of that i i totally get all that i still don't understand though why is it like a in this dream world why can't this just be fucking reality like that you know what i mean like wh what is the point of this why is that character named alice just because she like shatters his world like, yeah. I don't know. This is Kubrick, bro. This is thin. <laughs> Fucking thin. And that's okay. So actually, listen, because I was sort of wondering that because I feel like um, obviously Kubrick died in making this and allegedly he this was his final cut and he was happy with this and wanted to release this. But I have a lot of questions after seeing this because I don't think this was his intended final format. Because, again, I feel like there are so many things that could be improved or changed or whatever. I don't I don't know if this is if this is actually his final form, which is what the studio said. So which final form did you actually watch? The one with all the people um, composited in front of all the sex acts? Yeah, I couldn't get the copy with the the unedited copy. Mm. But I can only get the censored copy. What'd you watch it on? Um, Hulu. Oh, right. um, but even so, I mean, 
I don't know that that necessarily detracts from it. I mean, I, I'm referring more. I mean, I, I'm referring more in that I, I think this is not his final copy in the sense of, yeah, you can't see people having sex in this. <laughs> Take it out for some reason. Um, but I just, I do, I do feel like the story like could be stronger, especially when you look at other Kubrick works. I feel like there's just something lacking from this. And I, it's not that it's not there. It's that it needs to be reworked maybe a couple of times. I think if he, if he had been able to, I don't know, sit in the edit a little bit longer, we might have something different. He was, he was famous for tinkering with things. And I mean, God, look how long it took him to film this. Oh my God. And did you, did you know this? That like, he didn't want to, this is all like, he recreated New York and sent people to like measure oh, like, yeah. Yeah. The freaking newsstand so that he could get them exactly right. Because he <laughs> like, just didn't want to leave London. Yeah, he didn't want to fly. But like, like, what do you put that much detail into your set and you spend that much time filming it? Then to say, oh, well, I'm done. I'm done editing it. And like, it's cool. Just this is good. Like, I don't know if I buy that, actually. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you can kind of tell it's a it's a good set. But I do feel like you can tell it's a set. But I also oh, 100%, think. Yeah. Well, the, I also think that that adds to the dream, like quality of the world that he's building. That's not really real. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, I uh, this is why I kind of dislike talking about these kind of movies anyway. Because any kind of fuck up, you just always be like, "What? Well, is it fucking attention? It's a dream." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just kind of like ah, I feel like this is a cop out. It's just like no, it's yeah. true. It's true. I got some issues with this movie. Which is weird. I, I love Stanley Kubrick films. But that's why I'm saying I don't think it's finished because it is a Kubrick film. And yes, this has so many issues. I mean, not, I mean, it's still really good, but it's still, it has so many issues. It is long. Okay, but how many of those issues could have been solved in the edit and, and weren't like things that were something, a problem that you have with the story that he crafted because he wrote it for so long and then he shot like however many takes for 400 fucking days. Like how much more would he have done theoretically in the edit that would have made this movie less than what it is or more than what it is. Brian, do you want to answer that? <laughs> Wait, what? I, I, I'm not answering that. I'm not talking about it. No, I, I think this, this movie feels like it's just like, it's not done. It, it, it's, it's, it's still in the trimming phase. It feels like th- there's just some of the scenes that just feel like we could have shortened this a little bit. I did feel that because the second, the second watch through in no small part, because I was trying to actually finish before nine o'clock so we could talk about this. Um, I was definitely fast forwarding through some of the like the super long like, oh, he's walking into the house and then he spends 45 seconds going through every fucking room and turning light switches off and then getting a beer from the fridge. And oh, my God, how long do we need to just see his house again? So some of that some of that feels very Kubrick ish because he likes those long takes and feeling the environment and the details. But also some of it definitely I felt like could have been trimmed. Not even that, but it's like the Mandy, can you hear me? Mandy. 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 Like that that whole scene, that whole little section of that scene could have been cut in half. Mm, Yeah. You know, it it felt felt like, you know, he was waiting for a cut. Like he he just kept going. And Kubrick made him go over. Like, (laughs) I think there was there one scene where he had to walk through a door like 95 takes. Um, That's probably the scene where he walks into the hospital because... I don't know if it took 95 takes to get it, but when he goes through those double doors, or not the double doors, the big spinning revolving door, and oh, it's like and perfectly it's perfect. timed. It's perfectly timed to never perfectly stop Perfectly fucking pace. timed. Yeah, and holy just, shit. The half second quasi pause, and then he keeps going, and everybody, 
if that took 95 takes, then that was worth it. Um, it was an amazing, amazing tracking shot. <laughs> it was. But there was, I was also going to say, like, I, I did uh, see that Kubrick played around with the script. And I'm thinking specifically, I, I believe, with the, uh, the, this, the prostitute, you know, I was going to call her stripper, the prostitute, Domino. Um, where she actually talks to him and asks him his name and then he cuts, but in this, in this final version, um, that's cut out and she just magically knows his name, which again, like lends it to the whole like dr- dream idea. And so there's like little things like that where he does play around with the script and he has all this footage. And so I think it, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's more that could be done with it, whether you're cutting or changing it, you know? Yeah. But okay. So besides trimming a little bit to make it a little bit tighter, what kind of things do you imagine could be done with this to make it feel more finished that you don't feel like it has now? Okay, so that is an excellent question. I am not an editor by any means. I'm not going to put together a whole new story. But I will say, since you did kind of bring this up, there is that fucking guy, I don't remember his name, who looked at this and was like, this isn't finished. And he recut <laughs> the whole movie <laughs> and trimmed out, what, 20 minutes? But he recut the entire thing and made it his version. He's like, I think this is a better version. And so, like, it can be done. It totally can be done. Uh, what do I want to see? I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it could there could be a lot of different directions that you could take this honestly right now it just seems like a bunch of very long takes that's uh like an ae put together for someone to go in and trim and actually Mm. tighten up Mm. yeah yeah i I feel like the first half of the movie is 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 pretty nicely put together it it feels like it's it's been a couple more passes have gone been gone through in the beginning section. It, I don't know. I, how much you, how much could you even fix in the edit? Like this, there is no resolution to the thriller yeah. part of the erotic thriller. There is no resolution. Yeah. You know, there's a character uh, discovery. There's a character arc, but I don't, I don't know. It's just that well, whole narrative plot doesn't go fucking anywhere, and I hate that. That's true. I, I agree with that assessment. And I kind of but I guess that's why I I would give it the benefit of the doubt and say it's unfinished just because I don't know what else they have. I don't know what else could be put in and tinkered with. And I don't know if they're like, you know, like those long scenes that, that aren't that are just like one take. Like, are there other takes or was that the only take that we got of the entire scene? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't actually like I'm really curious to know what there is. Considering how long it took them to do all of this, I would assume that they had way more footage. Yeah, I felt that in a couple of the scenes, specifically the um, the one we already brought up where where they're high and having the the argumentative conversation that launches the whole actual escapade. Um, because one of those takes is super long. Like when she first starts her whole breakdown thing, actually a couple of those those shots, um, they're they're significantly long single takes, and then. When they first punch into her close up, which isn't a close up, it's a side angle close up. Some of those cuts I found really, really interesting as a choice. But I, and then there's a few moments where it's like some of this could have been like two or three cameras rolling at the same time and done in like four or five takes. Obviously, that's not Kubrick style, but it felt so very much in the moment. Like I have to wonder how many times did they go over these same takes from different angles? And then actually get very much the exact same thing. Probably a lot. I mean, you're doing 90 takes of a dude walking through a door. (laughs) How many different ways can you walk through a fucking door? 
So I read they did that many takes because they they wanted uh, Tom Cruise to forget about the cameras and just walk through it as naturally as possible. And so it might take him 90 takes. He is a movie star <laughs> who walks through doors a lot with cameras on him. So that's fair. Yeah, it might take that many times. Tom Cruise really shows off his size in this one. Like, it, like he just looks so tiny in the frame a lot. Like... <laughs> It's true. Like, like, like. I when, thought when, about when, that several times. So I'm glad you're bringing this up. When, yes. when, when he's when he's wearing the cloak and the mask and all that, and he's walking around, and, and the chick with the like feathers on her head, and he's standing she next to her. Towers over. She him. towers over him. He looks like a kid. And, and then, like, e- even with him and Nicole Kidman, she's bigger than him, except for the last shot. They have him on apple boxes right there, and he's mm-hmm. he's a, his eye line's a little above her, mm-hmm. which is weird. It, it, he's he's so small in this movie. It's it's really odd how little he looks. Like even when he's standing there talking to the two models, they're that like, was when it hit me. When when he's like walking with them arm in arm, and it's just like that big long tracking shot. I'm like, he is like two inches shorter than both of them. That is, <laughs> he's, he's so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, where are you guys taking me? Come on, be real. I, I do feel like Kubrick wanted. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Kubrick wanted to fuck with Tom Cruise a little bit, you know? There, because I remember uh, there was a lot of rumors about Tom Cruise being gay. There was like a when there like guy came out and said he was like Tom Cruise's boyfriend, like back in the mid nineties or some shit. So is that where the gay bashing scene comes I from? That, where those guys yeah, come by? Like what when else? the Nightcrawler is totally eye fucking him for that entire hotel <laughs> scene? Why, yeah. Why else oh, is hello. that in there? Like, why are That's those a- guys harassing Tom Cruise and calling him gay? Oh, that, in the that was another thing. The second time I was like, why the fuck is this in this movie? Yeah, right? Why is it? Go back to San Francisco where you belong. Like, what the fuck was the point of that? What? Apparently all those street scenes are on back lots. How? <laughs> like, like, there's like skyscrapers in the distance on some of that shit. They could have set extensions in 99. That's a thing. No, there's no digital shit like that in this. I mean, they digitally composited people in front of all the sex, so I feel like they could digitally composite that wasn't... some fucking buildings in the background of a goddamn set. No, those are those are actually all God. the all the buildings. None of the buildings are that really that tall. You don't see any of the skyscrapers in the skylines. Bullshit. There, there's one shot where they're going over the over a you bridge don't. and you see the skyline, and then like there is not there, a, there's bro, driving stuff. If there's a scene where you see a skyscraper in a skyline, that was a freaking rear projection shot. Oh yeah, he's got one really good rear projection shot where he's like walking on a fucking treadmill, and you see the the sidewalk and the buildings and stuff behind him. It's where he smacks his hands together. They use it, that yeah. shot in the trailer. <laughs> this is, I think, this is the worst fucking set of any goddamn Kubrick movie, though. I, I'm straight up like the interior building stuff is cool. Like, I, I, the the lighting is interesting. Uh, like like the really odd blues coming through the th- through the. Yeah, everything is very high saturation blue hue. It's like really oddly blue. And it makes me like Kubrick didn't get to color time this thing. You know, so I wonder I wonder if that's what he wanted. So that, that that's where shit starts to get weird. Like is is that him? No, it makes sense. Like if you think about like the normal like we have uh you have teal and orange for action movies. And so yeah. this is like very blue blue, like a midnight almost blue. Yeah, and but then, then there's the, like this really warm, yeah, like white, yeah, orange, yeah. yellow. No, white. yeah, no, it, it's like it's like peachy. It's it's like they're using like weird gel. It, I don't know. It, it's it's this like overall wash of like peach. <laughs> yeah, I have to wonder how much of that was from from this like high ISO pushing the negative really far in order to use so many practicals and not bring in bitter overexposed. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. that looks great though. No, no, it's cool. It just shows you how low light they're shooting. 
No, that's it, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, every single fucking practical feels like blown out. So, yeah, it's like, the sun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, those Christmas lights, dude, and that fucking party at the beginning are so fucking goddamn sexy. Yeah, and when they're walking around the house and like all, all the lamps are like you know glowing, like they're yeah. just overexposed and, and it, it just throwing off so much light, and there's minute little flares from all the little Christmas lights. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like the I could I could possibly believe that they had put like extra bright bulbs in all the practicals, but the fucking Christmas lights, the fact that every single one of those feels like glaring sun, that's some impressive. Like let's push this negative as far as it can go. But also, I feel like that's where some of the color contrast comes in from from that super HMI blue because that was even on the uh, the outside of the the mansion house when he goes to the the, the sex thing, big giant HMI Which or sex something. Thing? You know <laughs> the, the, the mansion sex thing. The the only sex thing, the secret sex society. Fidelio, the sex society. We're gonna play porno password and see if you guys get in. <laughs> <laughs> When he's when when they have that big wide shot of that of the front of that mansion, like there's yeah. a, there's like a couple lights around the actual house, and then there's just enough like moonlight is kind of what it feels like, but it's definitely that same HMI super blue color that they've been doing for all of the um, the exterior window comparisons. It's subtle, but it was there. Yeah, but everything inside their house. Whenever he goes into the house, there's this like sickly oversaturated blue through all the windows and mm-hmm. especially like mm-hmm. if there's a light off in that room that whole room is lit it's like glowing yep. you know whatever is in the background they do it a lot it's just especially when, when she's she's framed in that blue when when they're having their little oh, in that doorway and she's, like, and that, she's yeah. in the doorway yeah. and just staring at him and they're like it's like a flat on shot to her yep. it's cutting back to him and he's more in profile and it's cutting back and forth yeah, dude. It just really plays in that scene. Oh, and spaghetti straps, Brian. Oh, no. I, I, I saw the spaghetti straps. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. Like I said, the best scene in the movie. Getting high, talking about your dreams, <laughs> doing it spaghetti straps. Nicole came in looking good as fuck. God, she looks so good. She looks like a fucking angel, bro. God. Mm. Mm. Blonde hair and spaghetti straps. Just, oof. Oh, my God. <sighs> On that, uh, I think we need to take a break. I swear. Uh, I'm going to go dunk my head. See if we can bring Brian down a couple notches. Take off your clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Or we'll do it for you. Wait, what? What? We're going to play the trailer for Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. We'll be back. I have seen one or two things in my life, but never, never anything like this. That was a trailer for Stanley Kubrick's final movie, Eyes Wide Shut. They did a bad, bad thing, guys. Yeah, they did that without his permission. That trailer? The trailer was without his permission? You know they did. Yeah, that was definitely after. Did any of his trailers get cut with his permission? Is he that level of control? Yeah. yeah. He he pulled, uh, you know, Clockwork Orange from theaters. 
just called the studio up and was like, hey, I'm getting death threats. Pull this fucking movie out. And the studio fucking did it. That is fucking power. Nobody has that power in Hollywood right now. That's a good point. That's a good point. Also, what a what a what a what a pussy! Come on, bro, you're gonna make it. Put it out there. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I think when people are like you know threatening you know bodily harm to you and your family, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a movie. Oh, so what you're saying is Stanley Kubrick would not last on Twitter. Got it. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. He tried to buy it too. Oh, <laughs> it would that be a really topical joke. I'm really slow, hostile takeover. <laughs> <laughs> it would take like five years. <laughs> You'd have to think about it a lot. <laughs> we think about uh, Tom Cruise's like neck hold on her in that in that in that scene where she's make they're making out in, in the in the mirror, but she's kind of like looking off. I, I like I like that she's looking at herself. She's Alice looking through the through the mirror at herself. Well, that's she... that's the transition moment. Well, when everything yeah. goes into the the fantasy land. Is this her fantasy? Do we only wake up from the fantasy later when she says that she was at a party fucking everyone? I guess she cries during that. She's like, I only wanted to fuck you, not everyone else. Even though it was a dream. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't didn't want to. (laughs) I don't know. When he walked into the room, she's laughing up a pretty big storm there. She's like, I just laughed at you. God damn it. That's, that's some vicious shit in that first. Yeah. She's describing that Dude, first She turns stream. that shit on. Oh, my yeah. God. She's like, hey, doctor, do you have any cuckold fantasies? <laughs> Alice, I happen to be a doctor. <laughs> I think, um, Jared, but your question about his... His grip on her, I think yeah. it's just indicative because it doesn't look like it's for pleasure. I think it is just indicative of his um, how he's trying to control her. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it felt it, that felt very placed. It, it was yeah. it, very intentional. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, so uh, I was just interested in that because he's struggling to keep his 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 marriage together, even though he doesn't realize it. I guess I don't know. I think that's the moment he does realize it. I think he wasn't even concerned about it. And that's kind of the point is he took her for granted. He took their marriage for granted. He took everything for granted because he can just flash his little doctor card and do whatever he wants. And he didn't even stop <laughs> to think that she is also a person. Well, well women don't think own. like that. Obviously. obviously. No. Why would they? <laughs> Millions would of they? years of evolution. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> he, just th- he, just throw- he just throws it out there. He's like, well, he's like, he's like, Alice, women don't think like that. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Well, let me tell you what the fuck I think. <laughs> I think about this sailor putting his dick in me, bro, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she does break his ass off right there. We were making plans for the future, and I was thinking about fucking that sailor. I was going to give it all up, everything, just for that <laughs> one moment, which I, 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 I love that it builds that up, and then he instantly... And goes to where uh, the the man dies and, and his daughter's there. And then she is about to get married and she fucking does the same shit where she's like, That's you know, true. yeah, she's like, she's yeah. like, oh, she's like I, I, I just, I just want to be, I just want to be near you. You know, she's like, I fucking love you. And he's like, whoa, look lady. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> well, didn't I don't actually, even know you. I didn't like, think about it like that. Cause that is the exact same thing that his wife exact was just thing. saying that yeah. she wanted to do. And this woman is doing it to him. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it kind of, put, it puts him in the, in that perspective where he's like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. You know? It's proven Nicole Kidman, right? Yeah, hundred percent. But it's it's like immediate payoff on that. It's it's the next scene. That's why I like that scene. That scene makes complete yeah. sense. It no, it does. It does. The narrative it, 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 and characters. It, it fits. 
Yeah, and for some reason, all these women are throwing themselves at him. <laughs> well, let's be, <sighs> let's be real. Most of them are looking for him to pay them. Yeah. He is carrying a lot of money. A lot of cash. A lot of, like, early Leaving ni- in the like, middle of the night when a doctor, or when a person that he knows just died. I mean. Dude, did you guys see the fucking size of his goddamn apartment? I mean, I don't know what kind of doctoring he does, but he is loaded. He just looks like a general practitioner. You know, he, yeah. he's, he's, he's checking breast cancer. He's dealing with like fucking like hip. I mean, he's got, he's got a big practice. A like he probably too. yeah. There was a kid. Yeah, he probably has a Christmas. couple um a couple <laughs> other like doctorly people under him on his staff. Like he he had at least four different nurse people, like admin and assistants and well, there's two always or three a nurse nurses. Yeah, I'm just saying like that's that's a pretty big practice for him to be there by himself. So he probably has other doctors working for him. If and if he set up the practice, then it would make sense that he'd be getting that much money. And he did say it was on Central Park West, so well, like, that's a pretty nice he, apartment. He does he does house calls and yep, he, yep. you know so and, and he's around and he has like all these rich friends. You know, goes to that fucking they go to that first party. You know, and it's all these rich people, but they don't know. You know, it's. They're 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 just acquaintance of these people, you know. So yeah. I, I don't think they're making shit ton of money, but they're definitely doing really well. Yeah, I don't think they're making as much money as the people. This is the circles that they're in. No, but I think 100%. they have the potential to make more money and to join that circle. And I honestly feel like um, that the, that his doctor friend who invited him, Ziegler, uh, is kind of grooming him to join the sex party. I mean, I, oh yeah, I, since everyone at the Christmas party was at the sex party, I mean. Kind of makes well, sense. Well, hold on. We don't, so? we don't wait, know wait, that. Wait, you think, yeah, so? I think so? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. I mean, the only one that we know for sure was was the hooker Mandy. Well, and we know Ziegler was there too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. But like, you can assume that Mandy was there because he knows her from the secret sex parties. Yeah, but why. I bet he knows a lot of people from the secret sex parties, and I bet he's, they're all invited to his Christmas party. I don't know. That's a good point. Okay. Ziegler okay. did not okay. seem very happy that Bill was there. No, I don't think he was supposed to be there yet. I feel like he's getting groomed, though, at some point to be there. You bet you don't just show up to a sex party, especially without your mask on, and just kind of walk in and be like, yo, what's up? Like, that's not cool. That's not cool, guys. That was weird when he, when he showed up knowing that he's supposed to be wearing a mask. I, I get the front gate, but, like, by the time that you get up <laughs> out of your cab, yeah, or out of the yeah. car, it's, it's, time to, it's time to suit up, Batman. You know, yeah, I did love the line that they threw out to him when he was like, "Everyone that is actually supposed to be at this party, they all showed up in limos, and you came in a cab." So of course we know that you're not supposed to be here. Yeah, I mean Kubrick makes that yeah visually like I don't know. You see that yellow cab outside of that front yeah. gate, and then yeah. the next shot you get is the exterior, and all you see are these lines of limos. On either yeah. side. Yeah, that are just fucking waiting. Nobody there like has a car waiting for them outside of the gate. They're all either coming cab. back around or it's <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. So when he when he pulls up in the taxi cab, the name of that subdivision or that house is a large sign on frame right, and then when he goes back later, the sign is smaller and is on the left side of the gate. Cause see now it's reality, bro. And the That's other what I'm saying. Like dream, now, is man. that is that is that Stop a? Stop it! I, I noticed on. that. I noticed that in my rewatch today. I was like, no, 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 no. That sign was on the other side because I remember that. Because they're, they're, they're when they get up to the gate the first time, they're inside the car, and, we're, and we we see we pass everybody, and then they and then they cut wide, and the car's back a little further, <laughs> and it mm-hmm. passes again, uh, and that sign is on the right. Um, so I don't know. Like, is that is that intentional? 
just little, or was that was that a mistake? Bro, we'll never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The Kubrick fans will say, oh, that was purpose, you know, reality versus dream, or whatever. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think I would also throw in there that why would he make mistakes if he's this meticulous? Is it a mistake? But it could also, it could very well be a mistake. Yeah, we don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, the, the shiny's but, got a lot of those. Yeah, but but the, but that scene where he goes back to the gate and that fucking piano like piece, Please. it's just fucking just Please. the dude's just slamming down on the oh, keys, hitting them as hard as he can. Man. You know, if it, you're gonna it, play it like seven notes for a whole goddamn <laughs> theme and it's gonna keep recurring, like that's pretty fucking dope. I love it. Uh, love it, it. The, the framing through the bars and that crusty old man comes up and kind of flicks that envelope. I, that whole thing plays so fucking badass. I just love that it's so like perfectly like tight on such nice like letter stock, and he's been there for like twelve seconds. And they're just, oh, it, like, it was Here. ready. They just we, knew. we had this. We knew you were coming back. Here you go. Yeah. Also, that dude's face looks exactly like the mask of the guy that was yelling at him the night before. I just want to put that out there. The red cape person that was like that was leading the whole like thing at the end where they're trying to make him get all naked <laughs> the, the main the, the main guy yeah yeah the guy that hands him the letter like kind of looks like interesting like, if if we were gonna style a mask off of your face it look totally looks like that guy i like the green mask that looks a like gas it's like <gasps> you know uh, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> there's a few th- of those you think that was his friend ziggler or whatever uh, i thought that was the gray one like the two people that are on the balcony that look at him oh yeah yeah with the with like the the three face and the woman Oh, it kind of looked like it was a woman. I just assumed that was that because you know he turns and looks at him and nods. Oh yeah, it give, gives him yeah. a nod. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you see that one a few times. Which uh, which fuck mask would you choose? I don't know. There was one that was um, a little bit Picasso esque, where like the whole thing was like several different layers. I didn't catch that one till the second viewing. I thought that one was pretty dope. I really like the one with all the feathers. Yeah, that was good. That was that was pretty dope. I have to go with um, Tom Cruise's, man. I think that was the best mask of all of them. I like the close-up at the end where you can actually see all the cracks and stuff in it. Like, that I, I didn't really see before that, like, it was laying on the pillow there. Like, you can really see all the detail. Especially for just being $25. It's pretty... Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the, the price of that mask. I just knew he was going to be like, all right, so it's $300 plus an extra 450 for the mask. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's a cheap mask. Um... The mask was actually porcelain. I didn't tell you before. Do you think you get to choose your mask, or do they, or do they assign you a character? I mean, obviously you get you get to choose because the minute Tom Cruise would have, right? I mean, or- well, no, because no, because some of the like the guard people they were wearing like the long like fucking um, plague doctor masks, like the the, the, the guard. There was only one then, person then, that had the plague doctor mask, and, and then, that was and the then, one who came for the woman who was dude, supposed to be help, giving herself. Okay. But the, the low end footmen had just the gold masks. That's you know? the help. I think if the you're working. Yeah, if you're working, you yeah. have to wear the workers' masks. But oh, so it, I think anyone like else yeah. could <laughs> theoretically choose their own. You get an Xbox just, controller face. You get an Xbox okay. controller face. <laughs> so why are people trying to uh, orally please people while wearing masks? I Okay, like, I was wondering that the same thing, too. Because the second time around, I was like, wait a second. They definitely still have masks on. So is this more of that mask face, kissing mask face? Kind some of, of them like, had tongue holes, gentlemen. Yeah. It, it makes me just think a lot of this is. You need more than that, Brian. It, it <laughs> seems. It seems very like it planned. Seems kind like, of, it's, it's, like it's theatrical. Ritualistic yeah, yeah, and that's not a good word for it. Yeah. Sexual. Yeah, they're, they're fucking, that's but they're just kind of. They're just. They're just 
going through going the motions. through the motions they did no one look like they were enjoying themselves no one like i a lot of uh people call this uh, like you know this is our what happens when we give into our like base instincts and our animal like <laughs> pleasures and i was like none of these people are doing sure. that that's not what this movie's about <laughs> nope yeah, all, just all those 50 watching. people like standing around watching everyone having sex, that they are the ones giving into their base instincts. Okay. I like the people propped up. You know, they're just kind of like, but everything's just very, it, it feels staged for him to walk through. Yeah. It I does. don't think, I don't think none of this would, would be a natural fall for someone to, to land in these positions or, you know, and were the, every, every like silhouette that blocks uh, the money shots. Were those people there or were they added? I mean, I know that some were added, but were all of them added? I think all of them were added because I watched the special edition on Blu-ray and I didn't see anybody blocked by anything. Yeah, no yeah, one's. They were, they were added. I can send you um, the side-by-side comparison so you can yeah, see. Yeah, I wish I would have seen. I, I watched the Hulu version, which I know mm. wasn't, uh, you know, the, the good one. But honestly, I don't. Um, it, it's not. You're not really missing that much. Yeah, you're not. You know, no. you're really there's not. not. There's not that much happening. Like the, most the, exciting th- the most exciting thing was there was one shot in front of like a fireplace where there was like 50 people all gathered around. There's two naked women sitting on each other and then everybody else was watching this one dude with like a beard looking mask and he was just like going to town. And that was the closest thing to like, oh, wow, they're having sex. Nobody else looks like they're actually doing anything. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, the fact that that we had to censor it in this country, I think, says more about this country than the movie because it's not like mm-hmm. that exciting. I mean, especially when we look at some of the sex scenes that we were watching before, I'm not really sure. Basic Instinct was way more than this. I don't yeah. understand why they felt the need to, to digitally composite some people into this. Because of the culty shit. People are scared of that. Because people were watching? Like, that's the only thing that's different, honestly. Yeah, yeah. actually, like, if you if you want to try and tell me that it, this is like an anti... Like, they did it to be anti-cult instead of anti-sex, that would make more sense. I just... I didn't think it unless society shifted so radically in what seven years. years? Well, when did oh, oh that was no, yeah, it was ninety two? Never mind, you're right. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, in seven years, like I don't, I don't really understand. I guess it's possible after Bill Clinton, like we were just done. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not a fan of the end of this movie, guys. Don't don't have a lot of. What, the Toy Store thing? You don't like the fucking and Toy Store com- talk? What are you talking about? Amongst all the stuffed animals, the plushies? Yeah. No, I just, yeah, I just don't, I, I don't, anything after the orgy is kind of just, I don't like the orgy really either. Bro, that means yeah. the whole last hour and a half. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. That's, that's literally the middle of the movie. So you're saying this would have been a really great like hour, 27 minute long movie? Yeah, pretty much. Like he goes to the orgy and then he and then it just straight cuts to coming him him coming home with the mask on the pillow and he's like I'll tell you everything and everything in between is just gone. I kind of agree with Brian. Like when all of this weird shit happens, what I really hate and I, I hate this in all every movie. It's not just this movie. Is when they're like, you know what? I need to figure this out and then they're like go on some sort of quest and this it doesn't pay off at all in this movie and honestly it hardly ever does it's usually just like oh shit happens and you're like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) like it's stupid like shit happens it does like we don't need to spend all this time trying to figure it out and that's we just spent a lot of time to come to the conclusion that we don't need to know and i can kind of see that yeah a lot of it could be cut out yeah i just get cinematic blue balls you know as a viewer as an audience member like i understand like 
as a filmmaker, your storyteller, like where you're going, what the ideas you're trying to communicate. Problem I have though is as an audience member is when we get when we get these great scenes that build suspense and then they don't matter. We have no answers for anything about anything. It's just and then like to call it a drama, but it's just like Man, we've spent over an hour setting up the thriller, like, secret society, and that goes no fucking nowhere. It's just basically, this exists, and there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. That's it. But but this is, okay, so there's, like, a whole conspiracy um, that I don't really buy into, but there's a whole conspiracy kind of about this, that Kubrick, this movie was going, Kubrick was going to expose the secret society. And then he died in Warner brothers was like, we need to <laughs> take this out. And that is why the movie goes nowhere. Yeah. There's a, no, no, no. You can like Google. It, it was like a whole, no, no, no. So is a conspiracy there theory another, about something. There was another I'm, hour. For sure. I'm just saying, there I'm just letting you guys hour. know the, the this is like very people people are like obviously this means the Illuminati is real and Kubrick was going to expose oh it God. and Warner Brothers shut it down. All right, no, so I'm just letting so, you know. So after after she says we should fuck, it cuts back to him and he goes, "I agree, I know of a place." And then it's all about them together getting in to take a fuck, you know, and then breaking back into the into the cult. She picks her own mask. I feel like she'd probably be invited. I don't know about him. He's like, is that <laughs> password? Is that still good? Or did I burn that bridge? <laughs> I brought my hot wife. Does that help? <laughs> she gets one of those masks, but it's like red. It's, it's like it's like red, red fucking feathers. Man, if Nicole Kidman got right, one so with the feathers, fr- uh, she would look like the Jolly Green Giant next to that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the first time I watched it, I I thought that there was a possibility that there was one woman in the circle of of all the the people who took their clothes off there that had like curly hair and when later when he comes back and she's like oh I had this dream and I was fucking everyone I was like holy yeah. shit was she, was she the curly haired girl that was at the place and that you only saw for like a brief second second time around obviously it's like a totally different hairstyle it's obviously not nicole kidman but there was just that hint of a possibility that maybe she actually was there and that made me think oh maybe this wasn't a dream and she was there and it was a whole thing and this is just her way of telling him or it was all a dream and none of it actually happened i'm just throwing that out there as like a there could have been something else that made that whole fucking scene actually do something later in the movie because it didn't you're right brian it didn't go anywhere well like like how does the the whole thing with the mask is confusing to me his mask ends up missing so does that mean that she found the mask and then put it on the pillow or did the secret society guys like go in and break into his cabinet they happen to know where he kept his bag of of fucking stuff and they placed the mask who knows? I know bro. that, but what? I, yeah, I know. It's just, and it's, that that whole scene is really awkward. Like how he comes in and he sees the mask, and then he just starts fucking like he just breaks down and starts like Tom Cruise crying, and um, <laughs> he's like he's like and he's he's like he's like I'll I'll, I'll tell you everything. Like she's like tell me what? Like like it just seems yeah. Well, like, she just definitely turns around, looks at him, like what are you talking about? So to, so by that it makes me feel like she didn't know that the mask was on the pillow next to her. It's really weird, too. There, Tom Cruise tells this story like, yeah, I saw this crazy sex orgy. I almost had sex with a hooker. And, oh, uh, this other hooker may be dead. Uh, I definitely saw her. She, she's in the morgue. 
I kissed a girl that has HIV, but it's okay. You can't get it that way. And she's like, are you I'm like, no, no, seriously. I'm a doctor. You can't get it that way. Uh, you know. <laughs> but I also have herpes. Well, that's from another case. Um, <laughs> I'm okay. around the herpes nurse, all the time because the remember, nurse was I'm a doctor. For that one, yeah, guys. <laughs> I had to examine it just like I examine all bodies, like really closely with my face. <laughs> How odd was that scene? He goes in. He can get back to go see the the dead hooker, and and he, like he he starts to have a moment, like he's gonna like kiss her in front of the attending guy, who's like <laughs> trying his best not to watch, like. <laughs> It's like, I realize she's attractive, but she's still dead. Just, Why does he I'll care? Here. <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was really weird. Well, I think he cares in the sense that if they're, if they're offering these people, like she sacrificed her life for him, right? Okay. All right. There we go. That's, that that is what weird. she be- – he 100% believes that she traded her life for his. And then, yeah, Sidney Pollack at the end is like, oh, well, you know, that, that was mean, just an no, act. No, no, no. Stuff happens, dude. It's not our fault. You know what happened Until to her? They fixed it. She got her She's brains fucked out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then she went home and did another snowball. <laughs> That's all that happened. She got a lot of dick, and then she went home. We don't know what happened after that. I wonder if Sidney Pollack was ever on set, and he's like, uh, so Stanley, I am an Academy Award winning director. Uh, I'll give you a few pointers. Apparently, according to the IMDb trivia, that did happen a few times. No way. Oh, really? And Stanley, like, forced him to do a couple of his scenes, like, different every single time for 40 or 50 takes because the dude came in with, like, certain ideas of what those scenes should be like. And so Stanley was like, you know what? Fuck you. We're going to do this scene again until you have lost every single possibility of things that you thought this should be. And then you'll finally do it my way. That was like Kubrick saying... Pollock, take a lap. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) My movie was actual box office success. Oh, Oh, shots fired. (laughs) But this is art. Sex art. No, there there are some really amazing scenes, you know, for sure. Yeah, I just don't know about the whole. Which is disappointing. Yeah, I don't know. It's just disappointing. It's a Stanley Kubrick movie. It's his last movie. This thing, going down the train of thought of, like, trying to think of, like, decent or a good film <laughs> you know a good last film from a great filmmaker and man, i could i just really couldn't think of one started thinking like alfred hitchcock he did family plot i was like yeah that's not very good you know that's not gonna go in anybody's like top 10 hitchcock list i don't know maybe just last films are just uh maybe they're cursed are they cursed or are they just dying and can't <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't physically <laughs> damn or just maybe the last what, film they never really finished. saying their curse is better? Come on. You want death story. <laughs> what was Kurosawa's last movie? Uh, I think it was that Richard Gere one. The Rhapsody one. Matadeo? That, that's, that's the last thing I see on his director's list. That's Rhapsody in August is before that. Oh, okay. And then it's the Richard Gere one. But I mean, like, Kurosawa's last great film was Ran. And if you can sit through Dreams. Ooh, yeah, that's three movies before his last... Last films are not not very good. I would say this isn't this is not very good. I feel like there are elements. This is, a, this is not bad. What are you talking about, <sighs> Christian? This is <laughs> one of the only times. Like just trying to watch this a second time, I fell asleep like fucking three or four times. That never happens yeah. to me. Never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fell asleep during the orgy scene, <laughs> and I, I think I think it was the. I did, and I, I think it was the the repeated Stop it. The, the the chanting, like just fucking lulled me off into Illuminati oh, sleep. Oh, like, they get you. I swear, man, just like 
Ugh. Enchanting sets you off. I'm, I'm just gonna like float off, and you do with me as you will. <laughs> the editing's a little hypnotic there too, with all those dissolves. There are there are a lot of dissolves in this movie, and some really nice zooms. Oh, there's a lot of good zooms. Several yeah. zooms were like like especially in the um, the the first one that comes to mind is the when he was in the fuck Jesus Christ when he's seen the dead woman in the morgue and it zooms into him as he's looking at her and then it zooms back out. There's a lot of those like zoom in, do a moment and then zoom back out. Yeah. There's, a, there's at least three or four of those kinds of moments. Don't see a lot of zooms. It's nice. I mean, Kubrick likes zooms. He does like a zoom, but yeah, you're right. You don't see a lot of, usually the filmmakers are like, ah, oh, well, let's fucking dolly or truck the camera forward. Fuck the this. fuck. Is this Harold and Maud? We're not zooming. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie though. <laughs> Hal Ashby for the win. Boom. Yeah, man. Well, I guess we should go through the the budget here real quick. In box office, budget was sixty five million, which is rather expensive for a Kubrick film. Uh, for yeah, but year, it seems extremely <laughs> cheap for a fucking four hundred day shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. I thought it'd be more than that. Oh uh, well, Kubrick has always worked with a really pared down crew. Like he's got a, yeah. a sound guy. He's got like three people, uh, you know, on the camera. Uh, and then he's got like his dolly grips and all that shit. And, like very few electricians are running around. He keeps very very small crew. And Tom Cruise didn't get to ask for his uh, twenty million dollar paycheck. He was uh, making on the regular at this time. What yeah, this get? was like the height of Tom Cruise shit, wasn't it? Why do you think that Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman agreed to do this? Because it's Stanley Kubrick, right? Well, no, I mean it is Stanley Kubrick, but like also think of the conditions that you're under for however many days. And I don't think also, they realized that it was going to be that long and that condition. I think it was only supposed to be like three months. Oh, okay, initial, initially. That's yeah. what I was thinking, but then like also the idea of like the idea of like if I was you know an actor married to an actor and I was like, hey, honey, wouldn't it be great to play like a troubled mar- a couple in a troubled marriage for a year? Of our lives, wouldn't that be so much fun? Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> yeah. that, I do that. that sounds like tons of fun, but not great for our marriage. Are you sure? Uh, you know, I, I'll give Tom Cruise a little credit. He is a little bit of a cinephile, and you go back and look at his filmography, starting at the '80s, working his way all the way up to this movie. He was working with the best directors of of those of the time. That's fair. Like that's fair. You're talking about Ridley Scott. He's worked with Barry Levinson. Just um, so many. It even worked with Rob Reiner from Stand By Me. I wouldn't call him a great director, but so you think like it was their ego that like caused them to throw away their whole lives to make this movie? I mean, I think it was for Tom Cruise. I don't know about Nicole Kidman. She seems she seemed less enthused in interviews. I don't know the the one f- that she did like right after he died. It's on the it's on the Blu-ray special edition. There's like this she they had like 18 minutes worth there and and they they show you like 14 or 15 of it and she was very much like a, kind of in a rush. I have to get somewhere after this and so I'll tell you all the things that you have quick questions for and then they throw out like how do you feel about Stanley and she just starts fucking weeping. So I don't know she had a great time filming this for sure. I don't know if she knew going into it that it was going to be what it became but I think it was an impactful experience for her. Over a year. Oh, my God. Fucking blow my brains out. Can you imagine making the same <laughs> fucking thing? It's fucking every goddamn day. Just doing the same shit. Still making this fucking same fucking movie. 
Sounds terrible. Spend a whole day just like going through one door. Like, come on. Oh, you can do that. <laughs> yep. Well, there are a lot of people that quit. Really? Like that makes like, sense. I can't do this anymore. Quit? Yeah. Yes. Har- I feel like I would quit. <laughs> Harvey Keitel was originally cast uh, in the Sydney Pollock. Oh role. yeah. Um, yeah. And then the daughter that tries to seduce the daughter Lily of the, the dead guy, Lily Sobaski. No, no, no. The the, the first girl. <sighs> Fuck. Oh, the dead, the dead dad. Yeah. Oh, the, my, the, the my dad is dead, yeah. but I love you. <laughs> that chick. Uh, uh, that was originally played, uh, originally cast Jennifer Jason Lee. Um, yeah, but she had to drop oh, shit. out. That because, was her. Yeah, because filming ran so long, and I was like, "This is oh one scene. God. How could she not?" But she was shooting yeah. extra stands. Yeah, when they needed her back, that was a good choice. And then I couldn't find a confirmation of this, but John Malkovich was the uh, in the Hungarian role. I was really. Reading. Oh man, I would enjoyed that. I would have enjoyed that, but I don't think he could have pulled it off what that other dude did. Like, he at least had the, I'm an older, sexy dude kind of situation. That's my drink. I'm quite certain it is. Like, (laughs) goddamn, bro. I'm quite certain it is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, John Malkovich. (laughs) She's like, I just spit in that. (laughs) (laughs) He'd probably be like, oh, better. It's another one of those long takes that we're like, you see her drinking it, and then he just fucking downs the rest of that shit all in the same take. Like, okay, all right, okay. What's wrong with that, Griggs? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just saying, like, that's another moment where, where you're like, all right, Kubrick is just making everybody do all of the things. How many times did they have to do that? Drink the same whatever supposed to be in that champagne glass, and then he drinks it, and they're just like, yeah. Obviously, it was champagne because she was drunk as fuck by the end of the she scene. She was like, <laughs> Drunk on his love. I love her last line of that scene where she's like, because I'm, I'm married. married. Throws yeah. up her fucking finger and her head's all bobbling. Mm. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Nicole Kidman for the win. Let's do some ratings. Who's rating eyes wide shut first? All right. Uh, I will take that silence to mean that I'm going to go ahead and go. Uh, I am going to give Eyes Wide Shut a 8. Maybe a 7.5. I don't know. Oh, Let me think about this here for a second. That's low, uh, I, Well, look. Okay. No, it's not really. Like, let, 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 let's, let's think this through. Let, right? Let's relax, right, Brian. Let's, let's this hear, pot's let's making you the best. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is why we all wanted you to go first. <laughs> I love I love um, almost every scene with Nicole Kidman. I think those are those are great. I am not a big fan of how this film just throws away the thriller aspect. I feel like it doesn't need to be in the movie, or I need something more uh, because it's very unsatisfying as an audience member watching this. It's what it was in the book, though. You know that, right? I don't give a fuck if it was in the book. The book sucks then too. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't care. We're like, not reading the movie based on the book. We're reading the movie based on the fucking movie. Yeah, like, look, look, Spielberg changed the end of fucking Jaws. You know why? Because in the original book of Jaws, Jaws, the shark just fucking dies because it was harpooned like fifty fucking thousand times during the course of what the book. A little bit. I don't want to watch it. I want to see the fucking shark get blown up by shooting an air tank. Let's do it. That's fucking cinema. That's great. That gives me a climax. I feel satisfied as a viewer. This movie doesn't even have the shark die at the end. It's just like, oh. You're saying he should have jumped in a fucking ju- in a fighter jet and then went and blew up the fucking mansion? <laughs> like, <laughs> Highway to the orgy oh. zone. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm totally here for that shit. That is a remake that I would be on board for. I don't like Tom Cruise's performance in this. I think it's very one note. Um, I like the bedroom scene when they're smoking pot. They're having the argument. I think he's really good there. And he is never that good again throughout the movie. And he's just... I get so tired of looking at his face just staring at the floor like, oh, <laughs> so it's so terrible. My wife thinks about fucking other men. Oh. Look at my perfect hair. <laughs> Women think about sex. That's terrible. Oh. I just, I just, this is entirely unexpected. Who cares? Who, who? He is harping on that a lot, isn't he? Yeah. Who gives a fuck, bro? I just, yeah. And look, and don't try to fucking be relatable to me when you come home and you drink your Budweiser out of the fucking can. Like, ugh, get the fuck out of my face. I just, I, I thought that was just <laughs> such a bullshit moment. I just, I hate it every time he went to that fridge and got that Budweiser. I'm like, I get it. He's a common man, even though he's fucking rich. He's not the one percenter. He just wants to be. He's going to fake it. I don't know. Maybe that's the point of the movie. But you know what? As an audience member, didn't enjoy it. So I'm taking two points off because this wasn't entertaining. Yeah, it's great. It looks great. It sounds great. Awesome. Bored. Out of my fucking mind. Mm. So two points go off for that. Great beginning. And that scene, the argument scene with them smoking pot is maybe maybe like one of the top five like best directed Stanley Kubrick moments. It is so fucking good. And it's a shame that there's all this shitty shits all around that scene. Who's going next? Wow, Brian. <sighs> that was a lot to process. Um, yeah. Thank you for going first and triggering all of the rest of us to also realize that, yeah, no, this movie was very slow. I expected going into this entire, what was supposed to be like a month and it's now turned into two-ish months Erotic thrillers. I was I was really looking forward to this movie to be the most erotic and the most thrilling. Uh, it was at best a good drama with some elements of sex. I feel like we had a loose genre defined right there. My instinct to say that it's a Kubrick movie, so it should be higher. You know, that's my that's my first push. But watching the film, I I expected more out of this. Um, some of that is based on all of the rumors and shit that was surrounding it when it came out. There was supposed to be so much non-simulated sex between Tom and Nicole. I didn't see any of that shit. So all the rumors were totally <laughs> bullshit. So fuck all of those right-wing Christian people who didn't even watch the fucking movie that were trying to boycott Stanley Kubrick doing, you know, high-level art. That's so stupid. The movie itself was was uh, really good for the first 40 minutes up until they get high and they actually have like a real marital conversation. That scene was fucking amazing. Uh, Nicole Kidman kills every scene that she's in in this movie. Like it's ridiculous how good she is. The scene at the end where, where he sees the mask and then he breaks down and says he's going to tell her everything. And then that cuts to her and it looks like she's been fucking crying for hours. Oh, love it. That that fucking one that one single shot like makes everything that she does in this movie just worth having been done. And in her interview that she did that they had on that special edition DVD, they were like, "That scene was amazing. What did you do? It looks like you've been crying for hours. What did you do?" And she goes, "I cried for hours." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, okay." And she goes, "Yeah, uh, Stanley gave us the time to do those kinds of moments," which 
I don't understand how Stanley Kubrick can go through the the time and the effort to have this much detail in this movie. He can give Nicole Kidman literal hours to cry so that it looks like she's been crying for hours. But then all this stuff just feels so kind of thrown together in all these little vignettes of Tom Cruise. I'm going to stop talking. I feel like this movie could have been better. Maybe it was falling short because he was not alive to do more editing like we kind of talked about. I'm going to give it a 7.5. It's totally worth watching. I'm glad Kubrick made it. I'm glad they went through the experience. But uh, maybe I should watch this alternate cut that that one dude did and cut 30 minutes or 20 minutes out of it. Maybe that'll be a little more fun. 7.5. I fell asleep in that too, though. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Uh, that that is that is the one hang up with this film is that it, it it's 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 a little laborious at times. It, even this time on the second go around when I was trying to study it, I fell asleep right in the middle. I mean, of course, then I woke up and was was in, was along for the ride for the end. But uh, I missed all the sex stuff. Hmm. Growing up, this film had a lot of stigma to it. It's like, oh my god, have you ever seen this movie, man? Oh, it's from like you know this crazy filmmakers Stanley Kubrick. It's like this weird sex fucking movie, you know. It had a lot of stigma about it. And in my very sheltered growing up, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't get to see it. You know, I had to like search it out, and and I, I vaguely remember watching it as a kid, and, and and like you know finding it like very intriguing and odd and weird. But uh, now, <laughs> getting a chance to actually watch it and study it, it, it's it's gorgeous for every reason that a filmmaker would like it. But man, it is it is a bit of a slog. Um, my first viewing this week, I actually enjoyed it, but I felt myself struggling to to enjoy it because it was a Stanley Kubrick film. Like maybe over overly analyzing and looking at things and 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 trying to figure out how how are they lighting this and oh look at all these look at all these little fairy lights everywhere and there's such cool little things and all this stuff's happening and I don't know man the the the, the, the actors the the actors are so strong all the characters are really well defined it just feels like it just needed to be tightened up. And I know we're all saying the same shit, so I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, but, 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 you know, but there's great suspense in it. There's, like, weird shit. I don't know. It's, it's fucking Stanley Kubrick. It just, it just, he didn't get to finish it like I think he wanted to. They, they want to say that, like, that was his final cut, but I guarantee you that if he had had more time, that they would have tightened it. Because, no, no, they're never really done. That was his first fucking cut. You know what I mean? Well, if it wasn't his final cut, they couldn't have released it. Exactly, but he's dead, and so this video is like, who's yes, going to say that though? Final yeah, cut. yeah, no, How yeah, they we can't just spent fucking almost seventy million dollars yeah, yeah, on yeah. this. We had to get this out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm also going to bring this in at eight. Um, I would, I would love to give it a ten. Uh, I, I, I kind of thought I was, uh, you know, I, I hadn't seen it in a while, and I, I still had high hopes for it. You know, uh, going into it again, I was very excited to watch it because I was like, okay, cool, yeah, we're gonna try to wrap out this uh, this whole series with, with something really strong, but damn, I just feel like <laughs> all the other like erotic thrillers we've seen this month have been like just better. I know, just, right? You know. Like, yeah. this, this is Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> like, this should be the great one. This is the one we should be like, oh, this yeah, is yeah. the one we have to compare everything <laughs> to. I'm like, no, this is actually the worst one. I'd rather watch AI than this. Shots fucking mm. fired. Goddamn, Jared. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you've seen AI in a while. You forget how long that movie. I, is. I, I saw it in the theater. I don't. I haven't seen it since. Um. Anyways, yeah, man. It, it's 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 an eight. You know, it, it's everybody should watch it because it's Kubrick. You, you you need to finish all your Kubrick films, but you know, save it toward the end. You know, just just get just get through it one night. Watch it with some friends. La- laugh at all the ridiculous shit fucking tom cruise and all of his like 
laughing and he does this thing when he's talking Make a to these women game out of tom cruise is laughing and, and, and he does these, these weird laughs but like he does this thing where he repeats he repeats what someone says to him okay all right all right and he's doing this a lot about it, i gotta say i actually noted that i really enjoyed that as a part of his character because that's that's um that's like a manipulator type of thing where you're like all right you're asking me a question it's throwing me off i don't know how to answer it so i'm going to repeat your question so that I have more time to think and process of what I should say to you, you so that so? I can think. Well, I it doesn't have really... to be manipulation tactic. Well, I thought okay. it was because he hey. was a doctor. Oh, that's, he's just affirming everything someone says I to mean, him? it... No. Well, just just think about the scene where the girl's trying to tell him that 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 her friend has, has, has been HIV positive. Every time that she says something to him, he repeats it back to her. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a... It's a, just a thing that people can unconsciously do or consciously do. And it's it's a stalling for time sort of mechanism. That I think he's used. consciously doing it. Yes, it, and it is a stalling. Yes, he's stalling so that he can think about what to say because I don't think he's very smart. Um, but that being said, I don't know that he's manipulating them. I think he's just not smart. Yeah, this guy's he, got he no He does balls. it when he's talking to them. To, no, it's, it's what he has. Yeah, dude. I mean, he, yeah, he's talking to those fair. two, yeah. those two models that are like totally coming on to him, uh, and he's doing the same thing there to them. Um, I mean, maybe this, that's his nervous way of speaking to women. Yeah, I thought that was a really good writing thing that, that he was able to use in a way that kind of made sense. Yeah. I, but, but I it, would attribute that more to Stanley than to Tom Cruise is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so, yeah, I'll let that one go. But but the but the Tom Cruise laughing thing, <laughs> it, 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 it just feels rehearsed. And maybe it is, because maybe, maybe when, you, when you're on take 20, you know, how, how much can you really Well, no, I think, I think that his character is fake laughing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think all of you guys bad. I don't know that Tom Cruise is a bad actor. I think you guys don't like the character. Oh no, I love Tom Cruise. Uh, Last Samurai, amazing. Like okay. I, yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah. he's, Last Samurai he's amazing. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my Come God, on, man. Yeah, fuck you, Brian. Come on, Brian. Come on, Brian. Come on, Brian. Come on. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what? Oh fuck. Get out of here. Glory's way better. <laughs> no one is contesting that fact, but no, Last yeah. Samurai is a great movie. With, 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 fuck fucking, with, no. with Tom Cruise, man. He, he's so good in that. Uh, White he's Savior in, Complex he's... out the ass. Yes, no, that's true, 100%. There's a lot of problems with it, but it has been a good conversation. Eyes wide shut, eight. All the eights. Last Samurai, four. Uh... <laughs> Last Samurai is at least a solid 6.5, bro. Come on. Well, solid four. Uh, Chris. It's, it's no Days of Thunder, but yeah. Also a terrible movie. Oh. <laughs> I mean, generally, I liked the movie. I don't think it's... Well, let me start with the positives. I think it's an interesting look at humans and how we deceive ourselves and deceive each other. Mm. And it's sort of like an... It's sort of interesting from that point of view. If you go into this thinking that's an erotic thriller, you're going to be so disappointed it's not like nothing about that it, it's it's a character study of this idiot man who has his world shook shaken uh and uh because because he realizes his wife has sexual thoughts um so like i mean it's just like i know i know crazy and so I feel like a lot of the complaints, I, I know I just said this, are, are about his character. I think that's his character. Uh, I, I think he acted the part very well, actually. 
Um, and I also really, uh, I kind of really liked the, I, I didn't mention this earlier, the New York's, I know everyone complains about the New York set, um, but I kind of like it. I mean, when you're like, you know, when you've been out all night and it's 4 a.m., New York doesn't look like New York. It looks very surreal. And so when I was looking, like every time they would show like a weird shot of the city, that's not really the city, it's a set. I was like, yeah, actually, I could see that. I, that could pass for like a surreal 4 a.m. New York. I, I, I buy it. I kind of, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, a lot of the costumes, it's, it's all so weird. There's like nothing really makes sense. I kind of enjoy that too. Uh, I, I think it works together. The bad thing, oh, and, and Nicole Kidman is incredible, as everyone has said. She looks incredible. She's every, every time she opens her, she doesn't even have to open her mouth. She's just on screen, like putting on fucking deodorant, and you're like, oh, that's so interesting. Right? <laughs> she smells her pits. Like, yeah. No, she smells the deodor- deodorant bar, right? Isn't that what she does? No, no, no she, she, no, she smells puts her pits. Yeah. She smells her pits. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And her her aggressive toilet uh, wiping yes. in the opening scene. Yes. Yeah, she just goes for it, man. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I'm here for it, girl. Like, I'll watch you. It's cool. Um, <laughs> but all right. So the downside, which I, I you know we've all kind of touched on, is that it it feels like someone kind of strung the scenes together and it's waiting to be edited. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to judge this movie too harshly for that because. What are they going to do? They're either not going to release it or put it out like this. And I, rather than put it out like this, you know, because mm. it's interesting. There's a lot of interesting. There's a lot of good stuff here. And I think this could be an outstanding movie if it was given the chance. And it just wasn't because he died. Kubrick died. So um, I'm I'm going to give it an eight because it does lag. It does like there are things that go on too long. There are things that don't make sense. There are things that I think think that would probably have stayed in the final form because this is kind of a surreal movie but it would make more sense it would be more genius if it was properly edited uh so did i write this already i'm gonna give it an eight i i like it i think there's a lot it has a lot of redeeming qualities to it and it's definitely worth watching again as long as you know it's not an erotic thriller it's just a drama and it's about this idiot man wait um, no you can't say that though because the movie yes, spends yes, like an hour an hour building suspense yeah and, and like and, this, and then it, it goes nowhere i know it's not a thriller not a thriller so see this is why it's not a thriller brian thank you but thank if you, you spend an hour building suspense that's the definite that's the thrilling right this is like uh. <laughs> what, do, what do you what know. do you think that what do you it's think? A failure his, of the thriller is what Brian is saying. What do you think his character would have done with those two girls that wanted to take him? You know, he would not. To the end he of the would not have done anything. He, he have would have allowed them to do whatever they wanted to do. Well, I think what it's just what was on, happening because he said, on. "Where are we going? Where exactly are we going?" He was walking with them for a good like forty seconds before he voices that like, "I'm not leading you. You're." Leading I'm saying me. like What's with happening? how shocked he was that his wife was was having this thought, never did anything. But even though she said she said, "Thank God that I, I didn't see him again," I felt so fucking relieved that I didn't get to see that this guy was gone because I didn't you know have that temptation any longer. Like, but like just this in the scene before that, like what what was he if he didn't get called away to go deal with. Uh, the chick from Hocus Pocus who, who died. Man, it's that's what I'm saying. He's he's a classic passive. It wasn't white her, it was guy. Girl. He's 
he is letting them do whatever the fuck they want to do. He's not and making any happens, decisions. Yeah. He's not actively participating in the affair. But also, I don't know that he would have really? had the affair. No, in his mind, he's not actively participating. No, yeah, in his mind, in his his mind, mind, it's happening to him. Yeah, he's not doing doing it. But that being said, I don't know if he would have done it because he has multiple opportunities to cheat, and he never does. It's not like like he could have thrown his mask on at the party and just been like, "Damn it, let's go!" Like pick somebody. Like and same with the the, with the hooker. I know his wife called him. He just gets interrupted. He walked off with the naked chick, and somebody came and took her. And then when the other wing comes up at the party and is hitting on her, but he's he's so timid and and, and like I don't know that he would have gone through with it. I think he's kind of a a pansy. Uh, Well, I'm not going to argue that point. He is doing he everything he can to. do to passively, like, like I'm going to put myself in the situation to enable someone else to do this for me. Yeah, he's not. He's not trying to actively do anything. He's but, trying to. Oh, sorry. I didn't, yeah, but but that's the thing is like like with the scene with the hooker. Like his wife calls him, and do you know how many men when their wife calls them and they're like they just ignore the phone call or they take it and then they go right back to business. Like, come on. Like, he, that didn't have to interrupt anything. I don't know that he would have had the affair with the two women or with anyone. I only think that he would have maybe had an affair after Nicole Kidman told him that she thought about it because he needed to regain his manliness. You know, I mean, obviously not really like this is all bullshit, but that's probably what's going through his head. Look, regardless of whether he was going to have an affair or not, all I know is if he had had an affair, he would have like thought about it in the backseat of a fucking taxi cab for like a decade or two. (laughs) Or at least what felt the equivalent of a decade i don't know well according to uh imdb brings this movie in at a 7.5 so we know what the fuck that's a masterful work according to imdb god damn well it is uh but which is also really weird is that that totally falls in line with rotten tomatoes bringing the tomato meter at 75 percent and the audience score at a 74 percent so all the way across the board Good movie. Yeah, good movie. Wow. So what you're saying is we rated it higher than all of the other places. And that's just because of Stanley Kubrick. Um, Yeah, I think it's because of Nicole Kidman. Come on. Oh, let's be real. Yes, it's 100% because of Nicole Kidman. We ain't Kidman. I will say this is the only Stanley Kubrick poster that I have an original poster of. This is the only one I can fucking afford. And it is a nice poster. That fucking mirror shot, bro. They got so much goddamn publicity out that mirror shot. That's in the movie for like four seconds. But it's in the fucking know, trailer. It's... it's the poster. Yeah. It's like all of the goddamn stills that they released for the marketing. Yeah. It's hot. Like, no, it's, it's hot. The... And it looks it's like hot. it's super hot. Starts on hot. her ass and like pushes in. Casey movie and... stars. Fuck, bro. No, but it's super hot. Yes, they're a real life couple. But like also she does that. She's not like she kind of just looks off. And that's when you're like, oh, oh, what's is there are affairs like there? this is a sexy movie. What's happening? Is she having sex with other people, too? No, nothing happens. Nothing else. Oh, She's having sex done, with the whole yeah. room. You're right. Nicole Kidman 100 percent sells everything yeah. about this movie and all the possibilities that it could be. I'm buying that for. Another. Yeah, the poster's got the names wrong. It says Cruz Kidman Kubrick. It should be Kidman Kubrick Cruz. That's that's, that's how I feel correct. about that. You should write Warner Brothers now. <laughs> hey, you guys fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got I got the brother's fucking phone number in my back pocket. It's good. The bros. <laughs> the bros phone number. <laughs> yeah, the bros, bro. The bros. <laughs> the Warner Bros. Warner Bros. <laughs> Anybody got anything else? No, sir. All right. So with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to that awesome new email address, moviecrewpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, also at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can the audience follow you? You can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate or on Twitter at Jared B. Kellen. Hey, Griggs, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And we're going to close out the show tonight with Waltz 2. This is the opening track from the film, and they also play it. Sprinkle it throughout the movie. And this is from composer Dmitry Shakosovich. I don't something like that. He's Russian, whatever. You get the idea.